Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Players on the move across the NBA. Will vaccination status affect NFL contracts as some teams deal with massive outbreaks? Is Nick Foles stepping in for Carson Wentz again? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. NBA free agency kicked off with a bang last night as teams and players came out of the gates ready to deal. And of course, no one would ever start negotiating or talking about contracts before the official start to free agency. All of these contracts, of course, struck after mere minutes of legal free agency. But to the news, the Chicago Bulls and point guard Lonzo Ball have agreed on a four-year, $85 million deal as part of a sign-and-trade agreement with the New Orleans Pelicans. What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls. And surprisingly, for the first time in what seems like forever, The Bulls are one of the first teams to make a big swing in the mere opening seconds of NBA free agency. The Bulls and Lonzo Ball have come to agreement on a four-year, $85 million deal for Lonzo to become the new presumed starting point guard in that backcourt alongside Zach Levine. The Bulls will also be sending Tomas Sadoransky and a second-round pick, in addition to Garrett Temple, to New Orleans in this sign-and-trade deal. I like this fit with Lonzo next to Zach Levine. He offers length, rebounding, perimeter defense, and to Lonzo's credit, has really improved being a viable threat behind the three-point line last season. Phoenix Suns all-star guard Chris Paul has agreed to stay with the Western Conference champs on a new four-year deal that could be worth as much as $120 million. Brendan Clean here with Locked On Phoenix Suns, and after coming within two wins of an NBA championship in 2021, the Suns All indications are they are running it back. Chris Paul back on a four-year, $120 million deal. Cameron Payne back on a contract worth about $6 million annually. And Payne quite a bit lower than what I think Suns fans were worried he might command on the open market. Who knows if he even tested that market. I think that's a very team-friendly deal. It's unclear if he even went out and tried to get more. So good thing for the Suns there that they're able to lock up their backup point guard who played a big role for them in the postseason as well as Chris Paul, the main man, four years, $120 million again. And uh, look, it's a long deal. He's going to be 40 years old when it expires. We don't know the exact money each season. We don't know what portion of that is guaranteed. If there are any options, any of the things that will tell us the real deal of what that contract will ultimately look like for the Suns, but the reality is they had to sign him. I talked on the podcast about how the Suns were not necessarily having to compete with other teams for Paul in terms of cap space, the Knicks or the Pistons or any of that stuff, but more so by Kyle Lowry's market. The fact that for months now, it's been known that Kyle Lowry was going to command 30 or so million. That was ultimately, I think, what set the market for the point guards at the very top. What's up, everyone? Alex Wolf with the Locked On Knicks podcast here, and the Knicks have signed Evan Fournier to a four-year, $78 million deal, though that fourth year is a non-guaranteed year uh, or team option. So it, it's effectively a three-year deal for Fournier that the Knicks signed him to. Also re-signed Derek Rose, Nerlens Noel, and Alec Burks uh, on the day, which I won't get too much into, but I will get into Fournier who's really going to solve some big problems for the Knicks. He's replacing Reggie Bullock, who has now moved on to go sign with the Mavs. And 
one of the biggest problems with Bullock, particularly in the playoffs, was that he was being stranded on the perimeter on offense because of his lack of uh, ball handling ability. So the Hawks, for example, put Trey Young on him, just kind of keep him out there, and, and he wasn't able to really punish that matchup. And Young was able to bother him enough that he wasn't able to get off three-pointers consistently. Fournier won't have those issues, you know, at the starting two-guard. He is a really talented uh, off-the-dribble player, really talented three-level scorer, and proved to be a pretty good spot-up shooter as well in his time with the Celtics uh, in the second half of last year. So I think he's going to be a great addition for the Knicks. Can't wait to see him suit up, and he should really add a new level to their offense, which was easily the part of the team that struggled the most this past year. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up with an outbreak in the Minnesota Vikings quarterback room, are we to the point where vaccination status could start affecting contract negotiations? That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to, to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer with only the brands and the prices that they are offering? Save time and money and use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com has reliably low prices for every customer. Go explore their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Toronto Raptors have lost arguably the greatest player in franchise history. Point guard Kyle Lowry is joining the Miami Heat in a sign-and-trade deal. Lowry announced his intentions to sign with Miami on social media with a three-year contract worth approximately $90 million. This had been pretty much the worst-kept secret in the league in the days leading up to free agency and... Their former finals rivals, the LA Lakers, agreed to terms with four former players on Monday, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, and Kent Bazemore, as the franchise looks to refill its roster after all the players it sent out in the Russell Westbrook deal. Howard won a championship with LA in his second stint with the team two seasons before joining the Philadelphia 76ers last year. Yankees ace Garrett Cole has tested positive for COVID-19 and will not make his scheduled start Tuesday. New York manager Aaron Boone made the announcement after Monday night's 7-1 loss to the Baltimore Orioles. Boone said he was informed of Cole's positive test in the second inning. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for over the next couple weeks on betonline.ag. NFL Super Bowl odds are out, and the Kansas City Chiefs sit atop the futures rankings. The betonline.ag lines for teams to hoist the Lombardi Trophy have the Chiefs at 5-1, Tampa Bay at 6-1, Buffalo 11-1, Green Bay and San Francisco at 14-1. For all your Major League Baseball, Olympic, golf lines, Whatever it is, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. First, it was Kirk Cousins channeling Rocky. If he dies, he dies. And now Mike Zimmer is having to implore his players 
to get vaccinated. And now they have a crisis in the quarterback room. Kirk Cousins and three total quarterbacks are out for the Vikings right now. Joining me now from Locked On Vikings and the Tuesday host of Locked On NFL, Luke Braun. And Luke, this is the first, I think, big test of what's going on in the NFL. Um, And even with better than national COVID vaccine rates, we're still seeing stuff like this in Minnesota. Yep. The Vikings get to be the test case, huh? They're the guinea pig for for how the NFL's COVID protocols that were kind of drafted up on the fly in 2020 as everything was coming out are sort of being grafted onto the 2021 season. And the hope is if enough players are vaccinated, this shouldn't come up too much. But here we are. The the story is Kellen Mond, not vaccinated. Kirk Cousins, not vaccinated. Nate Stanley, not vaccinated. And so if somebody in that room, it's exactly what happened to the Broncos in the middle of the 2020 season. Somebody in that room gets positive. Everybody else has to stay out because they're considered a high risk close contact unless they're vaccinated. And the only vaccinated quarterback is Jake Browning, who is the front runner to get that quarterback to that backup job. Anyways, Kellen Mond, more of a project long term thing. Um, and it was kind of him versus Nate Stanley for the true, uh, you know, insurance policy job. And this puts Jake Browning way ahead. So he's basically gotten all of the reps. The Vikings on Monday brought in a couple of quarterbacks that will help kind of relieve reps in drills. But Jake Browning is taking all this serious live, uh, you know, seven on seven and 11 on 11 reps. He's the only one the Vikings are really considering. Uh, Case Cookus mostly just did drills and camp arm stuff. And Danny Etling was also claimed off waivers. We'll see what he does tomorrow. Um, but that is the quarterback situation as of now. The earliest we can get Cousins and Stanley back, uh, if they even bring Stanley back at all, is uh, on Thursday. It's five days after the uh, initial uh, positive test and, and everything triggered. Um, and then it depends from there on if there is any uh, if there's any symptom, if there's any positive test then it it gets delayed further and we could end up with a situation where we lose Kirk Cousins for two crucial weeks of training camp, building chemistry with young receivers. And Mike Zimmer, understandably, is very frustrated and honestly just seems defeated by the whole thing because he can't get people to go get vaccinated and it just seems like they're going to be without a lot of good players because they won't go get the stab. This also seems like a good reminder that even if a team has 80-85%, which is what the NFL wants, that 85% number, if it's the you're 25% wrong, in the quarterback room. <laughs> well, yeah, right. If you're if the wrong 10-11 guys are, you know, vital players like quarterbacks, it doesn't matter if you're 85%, if the wrong 15% is is, you know, vital players for you. Exactly. And and I think that's the true fear here is that and and here's the thing, uh everybody snickering at the Vikings, check on your quarterback too <laughs> because your quarterback might not be vaccinated also, but as it as it is right now, um, you know, if Kirk Cousins misses a game, especially if he misses a particularly important game, maybe they're in a playoff push, maybe it's a divisional game, game against your Packers and Kirk Cousins can't come in and it's Jake Browning, they're kind of doomed. And this has, I think, longer reaching impacts on the team as well, because if you can't trust the availability of Kirk Cousins, well, they're going to start talking about extensions at the end of this season. And I think vaccination status is absolutely going to be a factor in just how, I mean, the Vikings have had no problems giving Kirk Cousins fully guaranteed contracts kind of extended every couple of years and, and just proceeding that way. But if you can't guarantee your availability, suddenly the idea of fully guaranteed deals becomes a little bit more difficult. And I would not be surprised to start seeing 
provisions in contracts that say, look, if you don't get the vaccine, you start having COVID availability issues, your guarantee is void. And we can't guarantee you money if you can't guarantee that you're going to be on the field. Coming up, Nick Foles couldn't possibly step in for Carson Wentz again. Or could he? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you've heard me talk about it so many times before. It's the flavors. And not just how good each flavor is, because they all are truly delicious. It is the diversity of flavors. You could get coconut, you could get raspberry, or you could go heavy on the decadent, salted caramel, cookies and cream, German chocolate, or just just simple. You want strawberry, all covered in 100% chocolate and still high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, low in net carbs. Order today and get whichever one you feel like getting. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Could Nick Foles come in and replace Carson Wentz again, this time in Indianapolis? We'll see right now what we know is Carson Wentz is going to miss somewhere between five and 12 weeks coming off foot surgery, according to Adam Schefter, which leads the Colts situation at quarterback very much up in the air. Joining me now from Locked on Colts, Evan Sidery and, and Evan Indianapolis is not left with a lot of options. Uh, Nick Foles openly campaigning to be traded. Of course, the Frank Wright connection is there. So what is the plan here for Indianapolis at, at the QB position? Yeah, this is such unfortunate timing for the Colts with Carson Wentz going down. Like you mentioned, five to 12 weeks could be missing a lot, um, almost a quarter or half of the regular season if that time frame does hold up to 12 weeks if Wentz doesn't return until then. From what we've heard so far from Frank Reich, from Chris Ballard, they're going to roll it back a quarterback Jacob Eason, a fourth-round pick from the University of Washington in the 2020 draft. Just do what they have with Eason. He has a very strong arm. The intangibles are sort of lagging behind from his arm talent. But I think it's a good situation for the Colts to see what they have in Jacob Eason. It's a trial, a baptism by fire situation for the Colts of Jacob Eason. If he survives, he could be their future. If not, the Colts quickly find out, especially their tough schedule in the first five weeks, that he's not their future. And in the meantime, if they do start, let's say, 1-4, and 0-5, and they're in a position now where not only will Carson Wentz and that trade will just convey a second-round pick instead of a first-round pick, but the Colts could be in a spot next year already where they could be in a situation to get their quarterback of the future in next year's draft. How appealing is this this potential to to bring in someone like Nick Foles or just anyone to try and make the playoffs this season? Because this is an otherwise really good roster, a roster that we saw last year make the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, not playing, you know, killer football, but but playing pretty well. I mean, this is this is a team that could with a, an above average or even just a sort of average quarterback make some noise in the AFC. Yeah, that's a really valid point. And honestly, I would not be surprised if all Frank Reich starts campaigning behind the scenes for Nick Foles, just because of the connection that Foles and Reich have. You have to wonder what the compensation would be, maybe a six or seventh round pick tops. Marcus Mariota is another option. I would really be intrigued by in this Colts offense with Frank Reich. Maybe the price is a little bit higher than Foles, but another option is Gardner Minshew of Jacksonville. There's a lot of intriguing options around the NFL right now. If the Colts do want to get aggressive and make a trade for a quarterback, I think they still rolled East in the first couple of weeks. Brett Hundley, they just signed as a street free agent. As you know, Peter used to back at the Packers, was with the Cardinals most recently. But 
I, I would be intrigued by the possibility of Foles or a Mariota in Indianapolis. But the question is, do the Colts, especially knowing Chris Bowery, he loves those draft picks, give away another pick in the process to maybe just try to save their season. The other name that has been floated out there a lot, especially with the way the rookie has looked in camp is Jimmy Garoppolo. How feasible do you think that could be if they do think, hey, look, with the right quarterback, we could be a Super Bowl team? That's the big that's a big question. Just Garoppolo, I think, would be a solid fit indeed. But just the question is if Carson Wentz is for sure going to be back by the quarter or halfway point of the season, if you trade for a Jimmy Garoppolo, if you trade for a Marcus Merritt or a Nick Foles, et cetera, Carson Wentz's confidence is going to be shot again. We saw it in Philadelphia with drafting mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, where if you bring in another veteran to replace Carson Wentz in the meantime, Will Wentz even want to still be with the Colts? Like that's just a valid question. It was how he want how it seemed like he was wanted out immediately with how it went with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. If you make a big splashy trade like that for Jimmy Garoppolo, it's going to rub Carson Wentz the wrong way. The Colts have kind of put all their eggs into this Carson Wentz basket to work out, Peter. And unfortunately, there's kind of in a position now where they might have to, have to roll with their young quarterbacks, Jacob Easton, Sam Ellinger, sixth round pick as their current backup with Brett Hundley. I do wonder if they just go that route and just wait for Carson Wentz because if you do make a big move like that, it's going to rub Wentz the wrong way. And finally, this is just an awesome story. Mutaz Essa Barshim of Qatar and John Marco Tamberi of Italy made the highly unusual decision to share a gold medal for the men's high jump instead of competing in a tie-breaking jump-off. Both men executed the first six jumps up to 2 meters 37, which is 7 feet 8 inches during the competition, leaving the pair tied and the competition without a clear winner. They could have proceeded to a jump off, but in an emotional moment, the athletes and friends decided to share the gold. In sports all the time, we talk about games where it seems like one team didn't deserve to lose. This is the rare occasion where the competitors can actually decide Someone doesn't actually have to get that silver medal. A very cool moment indeed. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Wednesday, more Olympic reaction is gymnastics and swimming wrap. Plus, we've still got plenty of medals to be handed out. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.